Mike here once again doing a review of what we heard yesterday following the horrific attack, the terror attack on America and killing 13 at least of our service members and there are several others still fighting as well as 70 dead who are Afghan citizens. A terrible thing and, and it's a terror attack. Let's, let's put it right there. The Taliban is saying it was ISIS. ISIS is saying, yeah, we did it. But I'm sorry, the Taliban bears a chunk of responsibility for this. The Taliban has been allowing ISIS to gather around that airport while we gave them lists. If you didn't hear it last hour, we gave them lists of people. And that is unconscionable to me. And some are saying, well, how do you how do you uh, how do you square it that we allowed the Taliban to let people in and we gave them the right to let people in. And so we had to give them a list of who was OK. Well, yeah. And if you thought that through a step or two, you would have said that's an absolutely dumb idea. And you would have said. We'll get out, but we need to keep our troops there to make sure our people get out and not be handing kill lists to people. Insane. Uh, Joe Biden also found time amid all of the grief to uh, blame Donald Trump. I'm not kidding. This one made me angry as well. This happened yesterday at the very end of the questions after the speech. Mr. President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you'd one day say these things, you know as well as I do that the former president made a deal with the Taliban. To me, that's shameful. That's shameful. He comes out and says, well, I kind of bear responsibility for things that happened recently. Well, I'll let him say it again. Weeks. I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you'd one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that the former president made a deal with the Taliban. So it's Donald Trump's fault. Never mind the fact that you tore up the Keystone XL pipeline deal. You tore up our restrictions on the, uh, the pipeline from Russia to Germany. You tore up those restrictions. You tore up our pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. You tore up our, our killing of the uh, Iranian nuclear deal. You tore up our Remain in Mexico policy that now the Supreme Court has reversed. You did everything you could to reverse what Donald Trump did. And now you're blaming this on Donald Trump. You changed the dates once, sir. You could have changed the dates again. You started pulling our troops out sooner than needed to be while Americans were still there.
It is despicable. It is it is borderline treasonous in my mind. But I, you know, I'm not a fan of this guy's policies. And and I'm also confused about how he keeps crutching on the memory of his late son. Yes, his son died tragically. His son served this country. His son did not die in combat or in a conflict or a terror attack like we saw. But Joe got kind of confused when he was talking about his son, Bo, yesterday, trying to connect with the people of the country and talk about all the soldiers who were killed yesterday as well. Being the father of a Army major who served for a year in Iraq and before that was in Kosovo as a U.S. attorney for the better part of six months in the middle of a war. When he came home after a year in, a, in Iraq, he was diagnosed, like many, many coming home, with an aggressive and lethal cancer of the brain. What? So many of our soldiers who came home from Iraq were diagnosed with a lethal cancer of the brain? I have not heard that. Why haven't I heard that? Probably because that's not true. He's just wandering looking to latch on to some empathy. And it's it's just wrong, sir. It's just wrong. Donald Trump weighed in, and he's, he's calling some of the moves, military moves that are being made here, ridiculous and stupid. This country has never seen stupidity like this, and our country is really in trouble. And for some reason, he... Botched the plan and took the military out first. Yes, that is a botched plan. Taking the military out before you get your civilians out makes your civilians targets of terrorists. Just awful. Just absolutely awful. And there's no excuse for it. None whatsoever. He's way in over his head. Way in over his head. At least he paid tribute to the dead soldiers as heroes. So far, the situation on the ground is still evolving, and I'm constantly being updated. <clears throat> These American service members who gave their lives, it's an overused word, but it's totally appropriate here, were heroes. Heroes who've been engaged in a dangerous, selfless mission to save the lives of others. They're a part of an airlift, an evacuation effort unlike any scene in history, with more than 100,000 American citizens, American partners, Afghans who helped us, and others taking the safety in the last 11 days. You see, this is another thing that really irritated me yesterday. He does a perfectly wonderful and appropriate tribute to the people who died yesterday and then wants credit for the airlift. And it's an amazing airlift that, yeah, the soldiers get credit for it. The boots, not the suits, as we say. Thank you, Tyrus. Uh, he wants credit. He wants his administration to get kudos for airlifting out 100,000 people when he could have airlifted out 100,000 people over the last 10 weeks 
and no one would have said anything about it because it would have been just a simple thing that they did. Create the chaos, appear to solve the problem, take the credit. I'm sorry, sir, it doesn't work that way. And now we have bodies coming home, flag-draped caskets coming home. I hope you have the time to meet them at Dover Air Force Base down the road from me in Delaware. It's the least you could do. The other story that's out there, and it's, it's harrowing to hear from the, the people who were on the scene yesterday, but we did have at least one member of the, uh, of the Marine Military Translating Force, Afghans, who talked about what happened yesterday. Uh, this one was chilling. I'm an Afghan translator for the United States Marine Corps. I was over here to go and get go to the airport and get out of the plane and get out of here. There was an explosion that happened inside the crowd. A lot of people got hurt. And I got a baby girl that she was five years old. She died right in my hand. Here's a guy who was a translator for us. Had his five-year-old daughter in his in his arms. The bomb goes off, she dies. Heartbreaking. These are animals. And you can only deal with savages like this one way. With overwhelming force. Overwhelming force. Another Afghani who was there helping us talked about how how this was a suicide mission going to the airport it, it was like basically a suicide mission for uh, for for my family you know we we thought uh, we will take this chance uh, hopefully we will be not uh, uh, we will be not uh, targeted you know so it was like um, either we will win it or either we will die so this was the basically this was the, the decision we made so that's the decision facing so many people because we're rushing out before we get out the people who helped us. We will lose our standing in the world because of this. Pray for America. Pray for our president. Pray for the world. Yeah.